أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث صدق الله العظيم For those of you who are new and have come for the first time, you'll be observing something slightly different right now. We are going to give the bayan facing the qibla, facing the mimbar, because the addressees, mukhatabat of this bayan are the women. If we turn and we face you, it is natural generally, and especially for this speaker, that the people who I see and I'm looking at, whatever their needs are, they start coming out. But I don't want to address them in. And it's very difficult, may Allah Ta'ala accept all of you for Dawat of Deen. It's difficult to give bin for the women facing the men. I'll give you an example so you understand if I told you to give a bian to university students. But they will be listening on speaker. And in front of you I'll put elderly senior citizens. So you will look at elderly senior citizens and give bian for university students. So you'll find it quite awkward. Hmm? You'll want to talk about staying away from internet and lowering gaze. But you're looking, mashallah, at men with long white beards and pious faces. So you'll be, find it difficult. Hmm? But here we then keep the men and women equal. And ladies, band, they will also just be listening to voice. And you will also just be listening to voice. Alright? But the ladies, band, alhamdulillah, very rarely is it some topic that is exclusively for women. It means it's very specifically targeted at them. But still, you need to learn what your deen says about women, even if there is such a topic like that. Let's say we do, for example, a talk on how to be a good mother. Men need to know that also, even if we may not be mothers, because it's part of our deen, we need to learn about our deen. Clear, but today's topic is a more general one. All right?
الحمدللہ وقف وسلام علیہ بعد الدین استفا اما بعد فعل بن شیطان الدیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ونضحا ولیل اذا سجا سبحان رب کا رب العزت اما صفون وسلام علی المرسلین والحمد للہ رب العالمین اللہم صلی علی سیرنا محمد والا آل سیرنا محمد و بارک وسلم اللہم صلی علی سیرنا محمد والا آل سیرنا محمد و بارک وسلم There is a surah in Quran al-Kareem in the 30th Jews of Quran surah number 93 surah al-Duha Now a lot of people know this surah by heart and therefore they also recite it in their salah but because the translations and meanings are not fully known to them so they cannot experience the incredible feelings and emotions that Allah Ta'ala has placed in this surah so the purpose of today's talk inshallah Ta'ala is to try to understand the meanings and feelings of surah al-duha In this world, you will see that sometimes people fall in love. And there are so many stories in the dunya and of the poetry of the poets of worldly love stories. You should know that Allah Ta'ala has put in the Arabic language two words for love. One is called mahabba, one is called ishq, one is called mahabba, one is called ishq. The word ishq does not appear in Qur'an. The word mahabba appears in Qur'an. Mahabba and hub means love. And ishq means intensely passionate love. Ishq means intensely passionate love. But the meaning of ishq, if not the wording of ishq, the meaning of ishq has come in Qur'an when Allah Ta'ala said, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ أَشَدُّ حُبَّ لِلَّهُ That those who have iman are intensely extreme in their hub, in their love for Allah Ta'ala. It means that أَلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا have ishq for Allah. They're ushak of Allah. They're the passionate lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, the meaning of ishq has also come in Qur'an in another way. Because Allah Ta'ala loves the believers and every single thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does is intense and according to His grandeur and splendor kama yaliku sha'nahu So when Allah Ta'ala says Inna Allah yuhibbul muhsireen Inna Allah yuhibbul tawabeen Inna Allah yuhibbul mutawakkireen Whenever this verb yuhibbu is used for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala well because Allah ta'ala does it intensely it means Allah ta'ala also has ishq that's why the ulama of logha of Arabic language they felt that the word ishq intense passionate love should only be used to describe the love between a person and Allah or between a person and Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and it is one of the twisted demented fitness of this age that not only is there an attempt to spread teachings that are different and divergent from deen of Islam there's also an attempt and you can always trace that back to shaitan an attempt to twist and pervert the true teachings of deen so ishq and having passionate love is actually a teaching of deen the love that people had for anbiya and the love that people had for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
So what does the satanic system try to do? It tries to twist that and try to inculcate intense feelings of love between Ghair Mahnum. And that is why unfortunately even in the middle and late middle period, some Arab poets, they started using this special word ishq in their poetry to describe the unlawful love between a man and woman outside of nikah. So remember the true love story and the greatest love story is that between a human being and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a human being of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu But then there is what you can call the greatest love story and that is not between insan and anbiya and that is not between insan and Allah that is between anbiya and Allah the love the Prophet ﷺ had for Allah ﷻ and the love Allah ﷻ had for the Anbiya ﷺ. And then there's the greatest of the greatest love stories. Allahu Akbar. The greatest of the greatest love stories. And that is the love that Sayyidina Rasulullah ﷺ had for Allah ﷻ and the love that Allah ﷻ had for Nabi Kareem ﷺ. So this actually, Surah Al-Duha, is documenting that greatest of great love stories, the love between beloved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This Surah, Surah Al-Duha, is early in terms of its revelation in the Meccan period. Some ulama of tafsir suggested that this Surah is the 10th Surah to be revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The background of this surah, what we call Shatni Nazul, the occasion and background and context in which this surah was revealed, that Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam, out of his love for Allah Taala, still was spending some time in solitude and worship in Khalwa. There's a hadith narrated in Bukhari, Imam Bukhari of the Naris hadith. What about the Prophet this attribute? Hubbiba ilayya khalwa. The Nabi Kareem was beloved had been made to him khalwa. Beloved had been made to him khala. Beloved had been made to him separation and being alone from others. He loved that solitude. And this is the nature of love. You will see that when a person feels the feeling of love, they like solitude. They like to be alone. They want to feel that love. They want to be deeply immersed in the thoughts of their beloved. And they want that when their heart is feeling the feelings for their beloved, that at that time no one should disturb them. Nothing should distract them. Nothing should, They want to not even be aware of anything in their periphery. This is why Mashaikh they teach this zikr called muraqaba. Muraqaba is trying to get this deep immersion in love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why in Muraqaba and Mashaikh they close their eyes. They want nothing to distract them. They would look for a quiet place. If they couldn't find that, they would take a piece of cloth, a shawl. They would drape it over their head. Why did the Mashaikh and people of Tasawwuf do that? Because they were trying to create this khalwa. They were trying to create this retreat and isolation from the world. They wanted to be alone. You will see that the nature lovers of this world, they like to have tent and they like to sit in the tent and be alone in their tent. So imagine that these lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they like to be alone also. So what did Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa do as we mentioned to you last night, that before the zuhur of his nabuwa, he used to go to the cave of Mount Hira. And what does the books of Sirah they mention? How long did the Prophet go? Some books mention that he went for one week. Some say that he went for two weeks. They say he used to take his food and provisions with him. 
So what does it mean? It's not like he went there for a couple of hours. He went there for days and nights on end. And in one work of Sir it was mentioned that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu then it became his practice that he would engage in trade and business for Ummul Mu'mineen Sayyidah Khadija ta'ala anha. And whenever he had earned enough money to fulfill the needs, then he would take off and he would go into Khalwa for as many weeks as he could. And then when again he would have to come out and earn, then again he would earn, and then again he would go for Khalwa. So it's not just once, not just twice, it became his routine to go. And not just for an hour or for a day, he would routinely go repeatedly for weeks on end. Allahu Akbar. Now we don't know the specific detail, how many years this practice continued. Maybe it was a few months, maybe it was a couple of years, that would be the range. But Nabi Yukarism kept doing this, kept doing this. Then all of you know that one day what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent his Jibreel, Angel Jibreel alayhi salam, and he brought down the first wahi revelation to the Prophet Iqra bismi khalaq. Iqra read in the name of your Rabb. It's interesting here. Whereas for us when we read, we begin with Bismillah, begin with the name of Allah. But when Allah Ta'ala wanted to show this love for His Prophet ﷺ, He didn't use the third form, third tense, third person tense. He didn't give a declarative statement. He could have said, Ikra Bismillah alladhi khalaq. No, for us it's Bismillah. For the Prophet ﷺ is Ismi Rabbik, the name of your Rabb. So the first thing Allah Ta'ala wanted to tell the Prophet ﷺ is that I am yours. Allahu Akbar hmm? First message of love I am yours Alladhi khalaqa Oh I am the one who created the nur of your ruh Before I created anything else I am the one who has kept your ruh In a state of beauty and wonder For billions and trillions of years I am the one who has created all of the universe only so that I could place you therein as rahmatulil alameen. Oh, all of creation was just a manifestation of my love for you and I wanted to send you out of my love and mercy into these worlds. Allahu Akbar. Ikra bismi khalaq. So this is the first mm, revelation, first expression of love by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is this verse of revelation. The first expression of love by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to His beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The first way of conversing from Allah ta'ala to His beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Even some mashayikh explain it like this. It's a form of language that this is the beginning of the courtship of Allah Ta'ala with Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So what do you do? First you send a message. First you send a messenger. So Allah Ta'ala sent His greatest of messengers, not Anbiya, but greatest of those who deliver messages. Yani Angel Jibreel Alayhi Salaam. Allahu Akbar. Ajeeb. Look at Allah Ta'ala's love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Quran al Kareem. Then immediately Khalakal Insan, Allah Ta'ala explained to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu that the I not just created you, but I created all of humanity. So created a nisbat that I created you and created humanity. I have created and created humanity. So then this would be then the beginning of the message that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu has been bestowed this nabuwa and this belovedness in order to connect insan to Allah Ta'ala, in order to connect humanity to Allah Ta'ala, in order to make humanity beloved to Allah Ta'ala. And now you imagine 
how beloved does Allah Ta'ala want humanity to be to him when Allah Ta'ala chose his most beloved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to be the prophet to that humanity. So this is all about love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. All about for love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So here then, all of you know, that was the very first revelation. And we told you Surah Al-Duha is a very early revelation. Very early. Some say 10th surah, some say 10th verses of Qur'an. So here Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then he began, he began very early on to teach this message of Tawheed to the people. To teach the message that, oh, there's beautiful, beloved Allah, there's Rabbi Kareem. So when he came now, no longer going to cave of Mount Hira, now staying in Makkah Mukarramah, now talking to the people. Now at that moment, the historical context was that the culture and society of Makkah Mukarramah was completely distant from this imam. It wasn't like a society of few mushrikeen. You have to imagine that the culture of shirk was widely prevalent in Makkah Mukarramah. Baitullah itself had hundreds of idols in it. They would make tawaf, la hawla wa la quwwata billah, naked around Baytullah. So it was wild amount of shirk, wide amount of shirk, deeply embedded concept of shirk. So in that environment, when beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and on the other hand the same thing, just like here the concept of shirk was deep and intense, it's not like Sayyidina Rasulullah came with a mild concept of Tawheed that could somehow coexist with that shirk. Some mild concept of Tawheed that could gradually displace that shirk. Oh no, Nabi Kareem came with an intense, pure, pristine, absolute concept of Tawheed. Absolute, which was a complete contrast to that shirk. And Alhamdulillah Ta'ala had placed already in the early period some pious souls like Umm Mu'minin Sayyidina Khadija, like Sayyidina Abu Bakr As-Siddiq, like Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu wa karamallahu waju radiallahu ta'ala anhu man ansa'ir al-sahaba. So already some early people started accepting Islam, accepting Iman, reciting kalima. But other than those few people, the vast majority, because Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam worked so diligently and steadfastly that it became known very quickly throughout the population of Makkah Mukarramah, and the vast majority became hard enemies of the Prophet became stern enemies of Nabi Kareem sallallahu And then it became the talk of the town, and then the leaders who were from the same tribe of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Quraysh, what did they start to do? They started torturing and punishing. They took a very swift, severe, stern action. You know about the punishments that were given to Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu Allahu Akbar, boulders being placed upon him, laid out in the heat of the sun, and still he was calling to his Allah, Ahad, Ahad, that Tawheed. You see, this was the contrast. He knew that, why am I being punished? It's not even because I believe in Nabi Kareem sallallahu Initially the Quraysh didn't have that problem. Their direct problem, and this is the reason for the ultimate downfall of Mashrikeen in Makkah, was they took on Allah. They were opposed to Allah. They were opposed to the concept of the oneness of Allah. And this is exactly what Sayyidina Bilal Buddha on his marfat and his deep understanding he understood. So when they were torturing him, he didn't recite any sentence. He didn't recite any other word. He just said, Ahad, Ahad, I know this is why you cannot... But just not why you cannot tolerate me because I believe in one Allah. So he kept saying the one, the one, the one and only the one. 
Allah Akbar Kabira. But this is the beginning, this is the very beginning period. This is the very beginning period. So then what would happen was in this very earliest, first, very earliest phase. So also the Quraysh of Makkah Makarma, and also obviously Sayyidina Rasulullah himself, and also those few Sahaba, they would anxiously await, what is the next revelation? For the Quraysh they were wondering, what will it be? What will he next say? For Nabi Karim it was an excitement that when will my beloved Allah Ta'ala again express this love to me? Sahaba, it was excitement that when will our newfound Allah Ta'ala tell us something more so we can do it to please Him? Tell us something more about Him so we can fall more in love with Him? So in all corners there was excitement and anticipation and awaiting the next verses that would be revealed. Allah Akbar. And you can just imagine Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa because like I told you, this was an expression of Allah Ta'ala's love. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa fell in love instantly, deeply, became the greatest ashik, the greatest intense lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you know that's the feeling when there's a connection in love, how much one is waiting for a message from their beloved. And then if the message doesn't come, then how many wasawas and thoughts, how many doubts and worries enter into the heart of the person. How anxious and restless that person becomes. So the same thing happened, that what happened that for a few days, the wahi revelation from Allah Ta'ala stopped coming. And the Nabi Kareem sallallahu was waiting and waiting and waiting. And he was waiting with great desire, with great wish, with great hope. And as he kept waiting, his heart became more restless. His heart became more restless. And then Nabi Kareem sallallahu reached a state that his heart became sad. His heart became sad and he started wondering that why is no wahi, why is no revelation being sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he couldn't think of any apparent reason for that. Now if somebody has a sadness in their heart due to their love for their beloved, due to their being afraid that maybe somehow I've estranged my beloved and then on top of that then he feels here's taunts and has to deal with opposition like Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa had to do with from the mushrikeen of Makkah and then when the revelation didn't come for some time then the mushrikeen Quraysh of Makkah they said that we feel that your Rabb has left you we feel your left your Rabb has abandoned you so they start taunting him, A'udhu Billah, Look at this taunt. And this was the greatest taunt that came on Nabi Kareem sallallahu Nothing could hurt his heart more. Not that they would call him a soothsayer, not that they would call him a magician, but this taunt that, look, now the revelation hasn't come, your Rabb has left you. So this left a wound on the heart of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Allahu Akbar. So once Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa he was gathering in this place called Darul Arkam. Sayyidina Arkam radiallahu he lived very close to Kaaba. And he offered that, oh Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa you are secretly, individually making dawah. We need to have a markaz of dawah, a center of dawah, a place of gathering. So he offered his home. Allahu Akbar Kabira radiallahu ta'ala an. Look, Allah ta'ala inspired the Sahaba how to make intizam for da'wah of this deen, the same way Allah Ta'ala inspired his awliya, like Hazrat Mulana Muhammad Ilyas how to make intizam, to make da'wah for deen. So this has been going from the beginning of time. Allah Ta'ala inspired in the Arkham with this idea. So Nabi Akram used to go to Dar al-Arkham. He used to go to Dar al-Arkham. 
Now one day when he was sitting there and these type of homes were not like so firmly structured. So sometimes the doors or doorways would be open. So he saw his aunt, he saw his aunt Umm Jamil pass by and she saw him sitting down. And then she also taunted him, his own aunt which is beloved to a person, especially for that person who has lost their mother, like an orphan like Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And his aunt, she taunted him and she said, Oh ya Muhammad, yani sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that devil, now the Billah, she said that devil who sends down those messages to you, he is clearly turned away from you. So Allah Akbar, this taunt hurt the heart of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His heart was already with grief, already with sadness. So he started feeling in his heart that they call me magician, I bore it. They call me majnoon crazy, I bore it. They call me madman, I bore it. But I can't bear this anymore. Ya Allah, then he started pleading to Allah Ta'ala, I cannot bear this comment that you have left me Allah, that you have abandoned me Allah, that Ya Allah you established this connection of love with me in the cave of Mount Hira. How can it be that I'm alone? And Nabi Kareem sallallahu then had tears in his eyes and in this kafiyah, in this condition and spiritual feeling of intense gham, sorrow and pain and longing and yearning, he gazed up to the sky and then the angel Jibreel came down and angel Jibreel came down with wahi, with revelation and angel Jibreel came down with the surah wal-duha wal-layli idha saja. Allahu Akbar. Now what is this surah? What is going on? So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and some ulama say this is one of the first places in Quran that Allah ta'ala is taking a qasam. Now when is a qasam taken? So when the lover wants to console their beloved, here now the lover is Allah ta'ala, and the beloved is Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa When he wants to console his beloved, sometimes they take a qasam, they swear that no, 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 I do love you, I really love you, I truly love you, I have not turned away from you, I have not abandoned you. So this is now Allah ta'ala wooing Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi Allah ta'ala consoling Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi taking qasam for taqeed swearing and invoking on his natural creation in order to assure the heart of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam Allahu Akbar now the ulama of tafsir and the arifin they mention different ways to understand this one is the linguistic translation wadduha wallayli idha saja yani duha means the rising like we pray salatu duha it means the rising brightness of the day so they call it pre-noon, forenoon, the rising brightness of the day. So it means the pure, luminous, brilliance of the rising brightness of the day. Allah Ta'ala swore by that, the intensity of His light. وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا saja, And the night when it spreads, it's peace. When the night dominates, that's another feeling. When you get deep into the darkness of the night, then you feel the deep stillness of the night. You feel the deep peacefulness of the night. You feel the canopy of the night. So the bright luminous of the day and then the night as it spreads it's, it's not literally but the meaning is it's peacefulness means it's stillness peacefulness as it spreads its canopy of darkness so these are emotional feelings now me and you were urban at least me and some of you are urban people but the people of the desert they understood this they were much more connected with nature they were very connected with the cycle of the day they could very much feel the increasing of the light they really felt duha and they felt the canopy of the night sky over them. That's why if any one of us ever go into the desert at night, you will be moved. It will be an experience for you. 
Because it's a moving experience when the canopy of the night spreads. And then if you're there in the full brightness of the morning, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., that's also an experience of how bright people, they wear sunglasses because they can't handle that immense brightness. So these were things that were experienced. And these were natural experiences that also, obviously, Sayyidina Rasulullah, being a person of the Arabian Peninsula, had already experienced that. So that's the literal meaning. And then the ulama of tafsir, they give some other meanings. One, they say that daytime, it means, you can say by the chaos, the scatter, the tumult, the noise of the daytime. And then Allah says, by the silence prevalent in the night. Then a second metaphorical meaning is by the jalwa, means by the daytime that Allah Ta'ala reveals everything. And by the khalwa of the night, when Allah Ta'ala conceals everything, when Allah Ta'ala gives the feeling of solitude, that in the tumultitude of the daytime and by the solitude of the night, according to some ulama tafsir, the day was a kinaya metaphor that when the bright, brilliant revelations were coming on Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi the night is a metaphor for the gap, the pause in revelation. So the stillness of the night and the darkness of the night means the stillness and darkness of the period when no wahi was being sent down. Means Allah Ta'ala saying, I loved you in both. For me, my love for you is there in the brilliance of the day, in the darkness of the night. My love for you is there when the wahi is coming down, and even when the wahi is paused. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So this was the Allah Ta'ala's consoling Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Hazrat Khwaja Ashraf Ali, Tanvin Amtale. And his amazing tafsir, Bayan Al-Quran, Sheikh Ashraf Ali Khwaja Tanvin Amtale. He did a beautiful tafsir of this ayah. He said, وَالدُّحَا وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَا He said, وَالدُّحَا That Allah Ta'ala swearing by the shining, brilliant nur of the beloved, beautiful face of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَا And Allah Ta'ala swearing by the lustrous black hair and locks of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Means, what does that mean? That Allah Ta'ala is saying that, Oh my beloved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if due to my hikmah, my infinite wisdom, I have not revealed some verses of revelation to you, but I am staring and gazing and loving the shining nur from your face, and I am staring and gazing and loving the darkness of your black hair and locks. Allah Akbar. So Shaykh Hashif Ali mentions this is a way that the lover consoles their beloved that oh how could I have left you you are so beautiful you are so lovely you are so attractive look at the beauty of your face look at the shining curls in your hair how is it possible how could you ever think I abandoned you Allah Akbar Ajeeb hmm? so this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all these different sentences the beauty of tafsir all of these different multiple meanings and feelings can simultaneously coexist because Qur'an is layered kalam. Qur'an is multiple ma'ani. It can take many meanings. It can have many meanings. And Allah Ta'ala can inspire the mufassirin of every age and time. And Allah Ta'ala can inspire the awliya of every age and time and unfold yet another layer of that meaning. So this happened with Shaykh Ashraf Ali Tanvinam from the limitless, endless, infinite meanings of a verse, Allah Ta'ala can unfold more and more upon the Mufassirin and awliya arifin of this ummah. And this is the love that Allah Ta'ala had for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
And then some Mashaikh they explained Allah Ta'ala combined Allah Ta'ala combined dual mm, dual facets for the Prophet Sallallahu which doesn't mean that in the beloved appearance Allah Ta'ala combined this brilliance, nur, which is coming from the beloved face and countenance of the Prophet Sallallahu Allah Ta'ala combined the beauty of darkness in the hair of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu We would understand this to mean that the beauty of all the races, so there is beauty in being white, there is beauty in being black, there is beauty in everything in between. So Nabi Kareem Sallallahu the nur that came from him was the beauty of whiteness. The lustrous black locks of his hair and the black iris of his eyes was the beauty of blackness and his own skin color was wheat color. That was the beauty of everything in between. This is the expression of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah Ta'ala combined two Qiblas for the Prophet because he loved him, Qiblatain. He is the Nabi of Qiblatain, yani Baytul Muqaddas, Qibla Awwal, and Baytullah, Kaaba, Makkah, Mukarramah, Baytul Thani. This is the love, love that Allah Ta'ala has. And you all remember, would know, on the night of Isra and Miraj, how much Allah Ta'ala expressed his love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, how he made the process of Nabi Al-Anbiya in Baytul Muqaddas, and he had already been Nabi Al-Insan in Makkah Mukarramah. So this is the way Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala loves to mention and describe Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So some, they continue this concept and they say that Allah Ta'ala has described the forehead, the lustrous shine of the forehead of the Prophet Surah Shams when Allah Ta'ala will qamar. So moon was taken as a metaphor for the shining forehead of the Prophet Then Allah Ta'ala described the eyes of the Prophet Surah Najm, Ma Zaghal Basaru, that the eyes never strayed, they never missawed, they never went wrong. Then Allah Ta'ala described his beloved's lips in Quran, Shafatain, the two blessed beloved lips. Then Allah Ta'ala mentioned his beloved's ears in Quran, Qul Udunu Khair, that he gives ear and listens to that which is good for you, but the word Udun is there, so the blessed ears of the Prophet then Allah Ta'ala wanted to mention the tongue of his beloved, La Tuharrik Bihi Lisanak, so the word Lisan is there, it means do not hastily recite, your speedily recite your tongue for recitation. But the point here is that the word lisan, Allah Ta'ala mentions the tongue of His beloved. So Allah Ta'ala has repeatedly mentioned the attributes, features, even physicalities of His beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَالدُّحَا وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَاهَ وَالدُّحَا وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَاهَ So it's Allah Ta'ala swearing. And you know, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa in a few ahadith, he also explained some more concepts of tawheed. He said, Man faqad ashraka. Anybody who makes sajda to ghairullah, anybody who makes prostration sujood to anyone other than Allah, indeed they have ascribed a partner, they've done shirk. But another hadith, the Prophet said, Man halafa. Anybody who takes a halaf, who takes a qasam, who swears by other than Allah, faqad ashraka, that person has also done shirk. So that's why in our Sharia, it is prohibited to swear in the name of anybody other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So some women, maybe because they didn't know this, sometimes they swear in the name of my son, or in the name of this, or in the name of that. No. In our deen, we can only swear in the name of Allah, in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah ta'ala, He can take the 
qasm in the name of the Prophet ﷺ, in the age of the Prophet ﷺ, like in Surah Al-Hijr, Allah Ta'ala says, La amruk, Allah Ta'ala swears by the life, the lifespan, the lifetime of the Prophet ﷺ. That's Allah Ta'ala can do that. Allah Ta'ala, we can only swear by invoking Allah. Allah Ta'ala loves to swear in Quran invoking aspects of His Beloved. La Amruk invoking the life of His Beloved. Then La Uqsimu Bihad Al-Balad. Allah Ta'ala swears by the city of His Beloved. Allah Ta'ala swears by the city of Anta. Hillum Bihad Al-Balad. And indeed, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you will be allowed, this will become halal for you from a hill from you. You will be able to defend yourself in this city. Then some ulama tafsir, they said, well, asri. Asr means the time and the fading of time and the passing of time. But they also said, Allah Ta'ala is swearing by the zamana, the epoch of Nabi Kareem says, sallallahu alayhi wa wa rabbik. Then Allah Ta'ala also swore by the connection, connection that I am your Rabb. Fala wa rabbik, never can it happen by your Rabb. The fact that I am your Rabb means this could never happen. So these are the different ways in Qur'an al-Kareem. Allah Ta'ala has swore and invoked and mentioned his relationship with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the ulama write another beautiful thing, that Allah Ta'ala has reserved this right for himself. Means me and you, it's also not adab for us. We can also not swear by the name of the Prophet ﷺ because just like Allah Ta'ala is one and only, He is Ahad. He has reserved this right to swear and invoke Nabi Kareem ﷺ himself. As if Allah Ta'ala is saying, Oh my beloved, I can swear by you in Qur'an, but no one else can ever swear by you. Because by swearing by you, invoking you, I'm making you my ultimate beloved. And you can only ultimately be the ultimate beloved of me. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Just like I do not accept partners in my tawheed, shirk, I will not accept this level of partnership in my love for you. I love you unlike any other one will love you, and therefore I, Allah, alone can do qasam in your name and attributes. Allah Akbar. So this is how we understand it's not like we don't love Nabi We love Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa But we have respect for Allah Ta'ala's unique, unparalleled love for him. And therefore Allah Ta'ala's exclusive right to invoke and swear by Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And out of our love for Allah Ta'ala and out of our love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa we love to swear by that Allah Ta'ala who loves beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We like to swear by that Allah Ta'ala who sent Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa to us to show us the path of love to him. قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَهِمْبُونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِئُونِي اللَّهَ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ But this is all same. Love for Allah Ta'ala, love for Rasulullah Wasallam is same. They're all part and parcel, interwoven, interlaced with each other. Once there was a person, we just say this as a point, he was a person who was new in tasawwuf. But unfortunately he was trying to understand Tasawuf using his mind. So he would take that mind and visit different mashayikh and examine and assess different mashayikh. So he came to such foolish conclusions like suggesting that, oh, this silsila has more love for Rasulullah wasallam, and this silsila has more love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this shaykh, he talks more about the Prophet wasallam, and this shaykh, he talks more about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On this shaykh, he makes more drood salawat. And this shaykh, he makes more zikr of Allah's name. Foolish young man who is thinking like that. 
foolish middle-aged man, he was thinking like that. You cannot understand from your mind. These are inseparable. There's no concept like that. That oh, there's some people who love Prophet ﷺ and there's some people who love Allah Taala. And then to try to come up with fancy theory that oh, they're madni and this is one is makki. La hawla wa la illa billah. All deen is all makki and all madni. All ushak and all salihin, muttaqin, awliya have kamil perfect love for Rasulullah wasallam and kamil perfect love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There can be no concept of wilaya if anyone is missing. There is no rung or separate style of wilaya that has one and doesn't have the other. So one must stay away from such people who make their own fanciful, logical, rational interpretations and analysis of this beautiful path of Siratul Mustaqeem. Then Allah Ta'ala, وَالدُّهَا وَالْلَيْلِ إِذَا سَجَامَ مَا وَدَّأَكَ رَبُّكَ مَا وَدَّأَكَ Because what have they said? They have said, وَدَّأَكَ رَبُّكَ Exact words. They have said that your Rabb has left you. Left you, your Rabb has. That's what they said. وَدَّأَكَ رَبُّكَ Left you, your Rabb has. Allah Ta'ala took the exact word, but He added, مَا نَافِيَ مَا مَا وَدَّأَكَ رَبُّكَ Oh, your Lord, your Lord, your Rabb, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu has not forsaken you. He has not abandoned you. وَمَا قَلَى And He is not upset or displeased with you in any way. So immediately, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi got this consolation. Hmm? He got this tasalli, we call it sukoon. Happiness in their heart, his heart, sallallahu alayhi wa And this is the nature, this is also the sign of Allah Ta'ala's love to directly, directly, directly address the problem, directly remove the source of sorrow in the heart of your beloved. Allah Ta'ala used two words here, مَا وَدَّأَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى Two things, why? Because normally, if there, if there had ever been any separation or estrangement between lover and beloved, it's normally due to one of two reasons. First, the reason is that, okay, there's some dispute, some displeasure, some reason why the lover is upset with the beloved. So that's the second reason. And the first reason is that, no, maybe there's just some withdrawal or abandonment or fading of love. Right? So this is what people say. Let's say, first reason is what? That, oh, no, no, there's nothing wrong with you. It's me. Huh? Allah Akbar. It's not you, it's me. There's nothing wrong with you. It's me. I don't know why, but on my own, my love has faded for you. Then the second reason could be, no, it is you, that there's something about you that has displeased me. Allah made it clear, مَا وَدَّأَكَ رَبُّكَ Your Allah Ta'ala's love has never left you. There is no waning in this love. There is no fading in this love. There has been no lapse in this love. There has been no pause in this love. And then second Allah Ta'ala made it clear, مَا قَلَى And you have not done anything that is in any way displeasing to me. Allahu Akbar. Hmm? You see now the balagh of Qur'an, the power of just in these three short, huh? And look how we've just raced through this when we recite. No, 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 no. You must ponder, you must linger on these meanings. You must dwell on the meanings in your tongue so they inspire the feelings in your heart. This is incredible. A few, three ayat of Quran al-Kareem. So then another way you can understand, مَا وَدَّأَكَ Rabbuk. Neither did your Rabb ever ever leave you. وَمَا قَلَى Nor did you do anything to cause that 
to, to be withdrawn from your beloved. Allah Akbar. So now these three verses, they give tasalli sukoon. They satisfied Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa But now when the lover wants to patch up with his beloved, he doesn't just want to remove the sorrow, but after removing the sorrow, clearing it up, now Allah Ta'ala wants to bestow more. Allah Ta'ala wants to say, Oh my beloved Nabi Akrim sallallahu you felt some sorrow. Now I removed that sorrow, but now I want to give you a joy. وَلَلْآخِرَةِ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى I look, give joy to the Prophet that there's an akhirah. Yes, right now in your worldly life, ula. And in the very early period, the contrast in Quran wasn't akhirah in dunya. This is also beauty of the Arabic language. Akhirah means hereafter, but akhir means also the end. So sometimes it was contrast with ula, means your latter life will be better than your early life. Your future life will be better than your current life, your present life. So he gave joy to Nabi Akram that don't think these taunts and these difficulties and these hardships and trials will always be there. Oh, I have planned an everlasting, eternal, infinite wonder for you. So he gave infinite level of joy to Nabi Akram sallallahu that your hereafter and coming will be much better laka for you, singular Nabi Akram sallallahu than your present life. Hmm? No, it's like this then in Allah Ta'ala with these customs and oaths, He satisfied His beloved that no, no, there's nothing like that, nothing like that, and in the future we'll live in more love. So the Arafin took it this way, not that Jannah is better than dunya, right? That's why they say Allah Ta'ala didn't mention dunya here. But the love, the amount of love that I'm now going to send on you coming is going to be even better than the love that has come up till now preceding. So what does it mean? So the lover making of the web, now I will show more love to you. I will express more love to you. I will have more love for you. Allahu Akbar. وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ And you see it. You see it in the life of Nabi Akram sallallahu Every single thing from the moment Oh my beloved Nabi Akram, some your being born was better than your being in your mother's womb. Your growing up was better than being a baby. Your becoming a young man was even better than your childhood. Then you came and your middle age was even better than that. Your nabuwa being manifested was better before than when it, before it was revealed. When you were married, when you were unmarried, you were pure and chaste and pious. But you're getting married and nikah whose shatr iman was even better for you. Then before you were a father, then you became a father, becoming a father was even better for you. That the time to come will be better than the time already spent. The stages that will come to you will be better and the phases already passed. And then you can understand it specifically in the context of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu reception in Makkah Mukarramah. That the time to come means Fatih Makkah will be better than the time that has already been passed from the opposition of the people of Makkah Mukarramah. Then they take it another way that the, what the, the revelations to come will be even more moving to your heart than the revelation that you received alone in the cave of Hira. So one reason the ulama say this is because of the barakah of Tazkiyah and Dawah. Because in the cave of Mount Hira, the very first revelation was just to give a delight to Nabi Akram sallallahu But now the coming rest of the unfolding of revelation will be for you to guide humanity and will be a hidayah for humanity and that will give even more joy to your heart. لَيَتْلُوا alayhim ayatihi is one joy. وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابُ وَالْحِكْمَةِ is another joy, is a deeper joy. 
to re- re- receive those revelations is one joy and then to use those teachings of Quran to do tazkiyah of humanity to purify them and make them lovers of Allah Ta'ala and wa yu'allimuhum to do talim to teach them the meanings of Quran wa hikmah and to spread your sunnah will be even a greater joy وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Then you can say in this way, that oh right now you're imam of few people, and what is coming, you're going to become imam of all the anbiya and baytul muqaddas. Hmm? Your imamat that is coming is going to be even better than your imamat that came. Then you can take it another way, that you climbed Mount Hira, you climbed as high as you could climb in search of me. You climbed the peaks and entered the caves of Mount Hira and Allah Ta'ala is going to take you up on Miraj and bring you up to the peaks and heights past Baitul Mamur, past the Arsh into the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى and alhamdulillah, mashallah, the ulama, especially the ulama Badira, they would take it this way, that you're living at Bakr Bakaraba was very good. That you're moving to Medina Manara will be even better. Allahu Akbar. وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرُ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى And this is established by the fact that even after Fatih Makkah, Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam did not stay in Makkah Mukarramah. Otherwise it could have happened that after Fatima Makkah he would have moved there, lived there, stayed there. No, he went back to Medina Manawra. He remained in Medina Manawra. He stayed in Medina Manawra and all of you know he passed away in Medina Manawra and he is still lying in Medina Manawra. وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرُ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى this was your place of residence, Makkah Mukarramah, and you wanted to stay here because that's yet to come, because it hasn't come yet, the Hijrah. But Allah Ta'ala knows when He's revealing these verses that you will want to stay here, but you will be forced to migrate. When you migrate, you will look back at Kaaba longingly and wish you couldn't have left. But little do you know, you're living in Medina Munara will be even better for you than you're living in Makkah Mukarramah. Allah Akbar Kabira. Then the ulama take this for all of the seerah, that your victory and success in Badr was good, but then the victory and success in Uhud will be even better. Then the victory and success of Ahzab was even better. Then the victory and success of Fatih Makkah was even better. Everything, Allah Ta'ala says, everything, akhir will be better than that which is ula. Everything that is going to come is going to be better than that which precedes. Allahu Akbar. So it's the ultimate manifestation of فَإِنَّمَا usri yusra. After every hardship will come ease. Hmm? And then obviously it also definitely and very strongly means the literal meaning that your living in this world, ula, hayat, dunya, will also be very pure, very chaste, very wonderful, very perfect, very pristine. Walal akhira. However, you're moving to the next world, akhira. And the type of life, Allah Ta'ala is saying, the type of life I will adorn you in Jannatul for those. And then on Day of Judgment, I will bestow upon you maqam mahmud. Or that maqam mahmud and Jannatul for those will be infinitely better even after Fatih Makkah, even after giving you Medina Manawra, even the crux and climax and end of the life of the Prophet on this earth, still walal akhiratu, something will be better, and that is Jannatul for those in Maqam Mahmud. Allahu Akbar Kabira.
When ulama took it another way, that you're distributing the water at the house of Kothar to mu'mineen will be good. But what comes after that, your shafa'ah will be even better. Then after giving them shafa'ah, that will be wonderful. But even better than that will be after, when you take them with you into Jannah, it will be even better. Then you take them with you into Jannah, inshallah, that will be wonderful. But even better will be that, that you live together with them in Jannah. Allahu Akbar. وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى Everything I'm sharing with you is from the Mufassireen, Arifin of this Ummah. So you see how much love they had, how much they felt this Qur'an. Allahu Akbar. Just we did four ayahs. وَالدُّهَا وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَامَا وَدَّأَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَا وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى Achieve. And this is a special love that Allah Ta'ala has for Nabi Kareem which is unique because otherwise a person, a person, normal human being, they decline with time. Their beauty fades with time. Their energy fades with time. Their strength fades with time. Etc. fades with time. But for Nabi Kareem I'm constantly getting better. This is the sha'an, the splendor, the special beauty of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet will be great and not just in physical sense but in terms of darajah. As Nabi Yaqrizim kept living, his darajah, his maqam in the law, it kept increasing. His darajah kept increasing. All the way the darajah kept going more. They were Makki, then Madni, then Isra and Miraj, then Nabiul Anbiya, Imamul Anbiya, Fatih, Bakkah, Shah kept increasing and increasing and increasing. All the way, like we mentioned, you maqam in Mahmud and Jannatul Firdos. This is the وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى And then some ulama, they explain it this way, that actually just like we say about each other, like the Prophet said, أَدَّالُوا إِلَى الْفَعْلِ كَفَائِلِهِ That person who guides a person to any act of deen, any good act of worship, adab, akhlaq, the person who guides that person, kafa'ilihi, it's as if he did that act, he will get the reward. So that means what that Sayyidina Rasulullah alone gets the reward of every single amal salah of the ummah, every single ibad of the ummah, every itikaf of muttakifin, every tawaf of muttamineen, every hajj of the hujjaj, every salah of musalleen, every jihad of mujahideen, every single thing. So the Nibikin account keeps growing. That's where Mashaykh. I remember once we were with our sheikh in Medina Manawara and somebody there again using their akal, they objected to the expansion of Masjid Nabui, thinking about cost and money and other things. But then our sheikh, he explained that no, Allah Ta'ala is expanding. Look how many people are praying here and all of that reward goes to Nabi Akrim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. First there were hundreds, then there were thousands, then tens of thousands, then hundreds of thousands. Now millions, millions in the, in the season of Hajj, millions converge on Makkah, Makkah, and Medina, Manawara. This is all increasing the shan of Nabi Karim Sallallahu his rutbah, his darja, his maqam, because he gets the swab of every single thing that all the ummah does. Allahu Akbar. This is another reason why the lovers of the Prophet would be happy when they saw any work and effort of deen. 
This is also a sign that if somebody is ever jealous or sad, that why is there some other effort of deen, some other work of deen, it means that they weren't true. They weren't true. They didn't have sidq. They weren't happy that work of deen is being done so that Allah Ta'ala's deen spread. They're not happy that work of deen is done so that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu message spreads. They were only happy doing work of deen when their own particular name or brand or institute or understanding spread. And that's not a khalas. They should be happy. They should be overjoyed. That's called love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continued. Allah ta'ala is not done. Allah ta'ala continued more and bestowing more. So after telling this, وَلَا الْآخِرَةُ خَيْرُ لَكَ مِنَ أُولَى وَلَا سَوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَّرْضَى Allahu Akbar. And surely soon, Yotika, your, your Rabb, Allah Ta'ala will bestow upon you, will grant you, will give you Rabbuka, again saying, Rabbuka, your Rabb, your Rabb, I'm your Rabb, Iskra Bismi Rabbik, Rabbuk, I'm your Rabb, and I will bestow upon you, and grant upon you so much for Tarda, or you will be happy. Allah Akbar, this is love. I will give you so much that you will be pleased, I will keep giving you so you'll be pleased. Allah Ta'ala is doing tazdeeq that I will make you radi. For us, we want to make Allah radi. Look at the love Allah Ta'ala has for Nabi Yaqeem for Tarda, oh, I will make you radi. I will make you happy, I will make you pleased. Don't look at this, or you find this displeasing to you, heartbreaking for you. And yes, it is that they're not accepting you, they're taunting you, they're calling you majnoon. So don't worry, for Tarda, I myself will please you. You wanted this worldly situation to be pleasing to you. Don't worry about that. I, my Allah Ta'ala saying, I, Allah, myself will please you. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? The whole universe is trying to get the pleasure of Allah. All of creation is worshipping Allah. All of insan must believe in Allah, obey in Allah. Someone's making sajda, someone's reciting Quran, someone's fasting, somebody's up in the night praying tahajjud, somebody's making zikr, somebody's making dua. And why do all of this take place? Everybody says, Ya, we want be radhi with us. We want your pleasure. We want you to be pleased with us. Even the anbiya, this is what they did. Sayyidina Adam alayhi sallam made dua, Rabbana dalamna anfusana. That, O oh, our Rabb, we have wronged our own self. Selves, all the anbiya also begging for the pleasure of Allah. Sayyidina Yunus alayhi salam, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu minal dhalimeen. Trying to get the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Sayyidina Ayyub alayhi salam, praying in his sickness for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, of obedience to Allah Ta'ala, left a mahajra and his baby in the uninhabited valley of Makkah Makarama to get the raza of Allah Ta'ala. Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salam, when he was in jail, praying for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Sayyidina Yaqub alayhi salam, exercising sabrun Jamil at the separation of his son Nabi Yusuf to get the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala Sayyidina Musa at the mountain of Tur to get the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala everywhere you look in all of insan all of anbiya trying to get the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala when it comes to the shan of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Allah Ta'ala is assuring Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi that he will be pleased with him Allah Akbar Everyone, alim, hafiz, kari, wali, mujahid, mujtahid, muhaddis, mufassir, sahabi, everyone seeking the pleasure of Allah. But here Allah Ta'ala mentions that He, the being Allah who created all of creation, and where all of the creation is seeking His pleasure, Allah Ta'ala, the creator, Khalik Himself, is seeking the pleasure of His beloved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And He's seeking to please beloved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
that your Rabb will give you so much, so much that you'll be pleased with him. So much will your love give, your lover and Lord and Rabb Allah Ta'ala give. Allah Akbar. And now it's not just that Allah Ta'ala is saying it or proclaiming it in the Quran, it's going to happen. And then it starts happening in this world also. Starts happening in this world. Nabi Akrisim pointed his blessed finger to the moon. It split in two halves. Nabi Akrisim would raise his hands. Allah Ta'ala would, in dua, Allah Ta'ala would cause dua, uh, rain to pour down. Sayyidina Abu Huraira, he came and he asked Nabi Akrisim, Sallallahu that Ya Rasulullah, he Sallallahu my mother, she's not yet believer. Huh? Allah Akbar, he came with this fikr to Nabi Akrim, that my mother, she hasn't yet accepted hidayah. Oh my beloved Nabi Akrim, make dua for her. Because Sayyidina Abu Harib was khadim. Huh? Khidmat jabad, because he was khadim. He was the attendant and he used to serve and call upon Nabi Akrim, to Nabi Akrim. He took this request and he made dua that, Ya Allah, it pleases him that his mother have hidayah and it pleases me that his mother have hidayah. Well, so for yu'tika, before even Sayyidina Abu Hurairah returned to his home, his mother had accepted Iman. This began in the lifetime of the Prophet ﷺ. Began in the lifetime of the Prophet ﷺ. Nabi Akram, he made dua, the grant deen, this ummah, one of the two ummahs, Fatarda, Allah Ta'ala bestowed Iman on Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Allah Akbar. Hmm? The entire universe seeks to please me, and you are my beloved, I want to please you. This is why people, they know that Nabi, he has maqam rida means he is that single member of all of creation, all of anbiya, all of insan, who is the most pleased. Allah Ta'ala is the most pleased with him. He's the most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is actually what you feel in Medina Manawara. The sukoon and barakah that you feel in Medina Manawara is due to the maqam and raza of Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It's due to the immense, immense, infinite, limitless, intense pleasure and how pleased Allah Ta'ala is with Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that's why there's barakah. That's why people want to be buried in Jannah al-Baqi. They make dua, they give me shahada, and give me kabr in Medina Manawara. Because they wanted to be in that maqam al-raza. Because how can Allah Ta'ala raise somebody from that maqam al-raza, and then be displeased with that person on the Day of Judgment? This is the special barakah and nur of Medina Manawara. But an, another beautiful thing about this surah, is that Allah SWT could could have what we call wahi ghayr matlu. Allah Ta'ala could have said all of these things to Nabi Kareem some privately, meaning outside of Quran, not part of scriptural revelation, wahi matlu, but Allah Ta'ala wanted that this love should be expressed and it should be atlaniya, it should be open, publicly proclaimed how much love Allah Ta'ala has for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam. And it also gives us hope because when we see and we learn and we read and we understand how beloved our Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa how beloved he is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it gives us great hope that as an ummati we have a chance that we can also become beloved to Allah ta'ala. We can make dua that, Ya Rabb, we are the ummah of your beloved. We are the ummah of that Nabi who you said you would please him. And we heard that he would only be pleased if we make it into Jannah. So Ya Allah, because you want to please him, Ya Allah, forgive us for our sins and send your mercy on us and accept us into Jannah. 
Allahu Akbar. Because that's what Nabi Akram, he won't be happy and pleased until every member of his ummah enters into Jannah. So this is another, this will be another manifestation that this will take place on the day of judgment. That your Rabb will keep giving you right of shafa, your Rabb will keep giving you, keep giving you, keep giving you fatarda until you become completely pleased and happy. Until you become completely pleased and happy. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? How many bounties would Allah Ta'ala give to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? How many bounties can Allah Ta'ala give Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Inshallah tomorrow we will continue and complete this surah. Because then there's more coming. This is about halfway. And there's more expression of love. More that Allah Ta'ala is going to say. Already Allah is going to mention how much I already did for you. We wanted to conclude with few lessons, even though time has run out. But question may arise in someone, why did we pick this topic for ladies behind? Because we wanted the women to fall in love with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We want the women to fall in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want the women and us men and everyone to make tawbah of every false love, every romantic love, every love for ghair mahram. We need to understand that the whole concept of ishq and love and passion in our deen is something else. And the best way that we have, and if anyone has this problem that they're stuck on boyfriend, stuck on unlawful relationship, Man has a problem, stuck on girlfriend, stuck on unlawful relationship. The best way to get yourself out of this love, because the people, they say, I'm stuck on this love, I can't leave this love, I'm addicted to this love. The best way to get out is to connect your heart and make your heart feel the love that Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had for Allah Ta'ala and the love that Allah Ta'ala had for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi And the more you read about that, the more you hear that, the more your heart bears witness to that, the more your heart feels that, then you will understand what true love is, you will understand what ishq is, you will understand that level of passion and love should be reserved for deen, only on deen only for Allah, only for Nabi Kareem sallallahu then you will feel shameful over your false love, then you will make tawbah of that false love, then you will be able to leave that false love, then you will flee from that false love illallah. and now you will know that I have this one heart how could I give it to that man? How could I give it to that person? Just because he sent me one SMS. Just because he talked to me kindly. Okay, fine. Maybe my husband was not nice to me. Maybe my husband has turned to me. And that colleague was sweet to me. But what need do I have is his sweetness. What need do I have is his consolation. When I have my Rabb. I have my Allah. I want the sweetness from Allah. I want consolation from Allah. I want comfort only from Allah. I seek no sweetness, consolation, comfort in insan. And never can I seek it in any ghair mahram insan. No, no, no. I want the love to come from Allah. I want to be beloved of Allah. I never want to fall into unlawful love in order to make myself beloved to creation. So I'm not going to adorn myself for creation, dress up for creation, try to attract creation, try to entice creation. No, my whole life is different. I have another purpose now. My heart wants to attract Allah. My heart wants to entice Allah. I will not 
adorned my heart and my life with amalus saleh, with akhlaqi hamida, with righteous acts, with virtuous feelings, with good conduct, with character, with haya, modesty, chastity, purity, sanctity, so that my Allah will be happy with me, so that my Allah will be pleased with me. And if ever sometimes and many times when people fall in this sin due to emotional reason, one is to follow into it for physical reason, one is to fall for emotional reason, normally the men fall more into due to physical reason and the women fall more into due to emotional reason. They are suffering from some loneliness, some heartache, some heartbreak, some sadness. So then recite the surah of Quran, feel the surah of Quran, say, Ya Allah, I'm that woman who is the ummatiyah of that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who you gave such beautiful solace to. You consoled him in his sorrow. He was feeling lonely. He was feeling estranged from his community. He was feeling hurt. He was in pang of separation. And Ya Allah, you revealed this surah at him. Ya Rab, I am his follower. I am his ummatiyah. I am his spiritual daughter. I have loneliness. I have sadness. I have depression. I'm scared, Ya Allah. I don't want to use my haya, Ya Allah. But I don't want to turn to ghair mehram. I don't want to turn to makhluk. I'm reciting this surah because I'm turning to you, Ya Allah. You send the nur in my heart. You send some happiness in my heart. You be razi with my heart. You guide my heart. And you protect me from every sin. So when you tap into this true love, so this is so important then, and this is why we stress that the women must also be on this path of tasawf and tazkiyah, the women must also be on this path of zikr, the women must also strive to make themselves zakirat, and ashika of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so when they join this caravan of love, and they journey on this path of love and zikr for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that it will help us save us from the most devastating of sin, that we will comp- never ever will we again compromise our hayat. May Allah Ta'ala accept this near from us. May Allah Ta'ala put haya in the hearts of all the women and all the men, those who are present, those who listen, those who will listen later. May Allah Ta'ala enable us to feel these feelings of Qur'an. May Allah Ta'ala fill us with the feelings of the love of the true lovers. And may He fill us with the feelings of the love of the true beloveds. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّنْ آلَمِينَ Before we make dua, We'll sit and make silent zikr of the heart. Close your eyes and bow your head. Disconnect yourself from the world and make near that your heart is making zikr of Allah Ta'ala's name as if your heart is yearning for Allah. Your heart is turning to Allah. Now your heart only wants to be filled with Allah. You want to empty your heart in being of all ghairullah. How you fill your heart with Allah? By filling your heart with the recitation of His name. Don't recite it with your tongue, but recite it with your heart. That most beautiful name is Ismi Azam, His most glorious name, His great his name, his beautiful name. How beautiful must that name be? Lillahi al-Asma'ul Husna. How beautiful must that Ismi Azam be of that being who has the infinitely beautiful names? So you want the barakah of that name in your heart. So you turn to Allah, Ya Rabb, I want you to send your nur in my heart. Do tazki of my heart. Remove all the unlawful loves from my heart. Remove every unlawful yearning from my heart. And Ya Rabb, now put in my heart a yearning for you, attraction to you need for you, longing for you, love for you, ishq for you. And out of this niya intention, Ya Rabb, my heart is silently calling your name, is silently pleading your name, that my kalb is calling Allah, Allah, Allah.
Rasulullah. Before we make dua, we give some hidayah to the women. And you should try, inshallah, to listen to the bayan at night also that is broadcast on a receiver around 8.55 p.m. And second bayan that starts at night around 11.15, 11.30 p.m., 11.30 p.m., inshallah. And we want that all of you should practice the zikr called muraqabah in this month. Sit in silent remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Ponder with the love for Allah Ta'ala. Ask Allah Ta'ala to send the love in your heart and make zikr of His name. And you must practice this more and more in this month. And you can then contact my wife who will be coming to visit you in a few days. And you should learn more about zikr. You should ask more about zikr. You should try to get these feelings of love for Allah Ta'ala in your heart. You must spend these remaining 10 days days and nights that you have in this month becoming the lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making tawbah once and for all of every unlawful feeling. We make dua Allah ta'ala accept you. May Allah ta'ala keep you in all of his mercy and pleasure. Make dua subhanahu wa ta'ala subhanahu Rabbi Gfir Walhamwa Anta Khairul Rahimeen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want you to be pleased with us. We want you to be radhi with us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have become so untrue, so impure. We have been seeking the pleasure of creation. Ya Rabbi, we came in this itikaf to seek your pleasure, Ya Rabb. Now we want you to be pleased with us, you to be happy with us, you to be radhi with us. Ya Allah, grant us this wish, Ya Rabb. Grant us this dream, Ya Rabb. Change us, Ya Rabb. Mold us, Ya Rabb. Make us into such a way that you are pleased with us, Ya Rabbi. If there's anything in us, the slightest personality, the slightest act, anything in our vision, anything in our manner that is even slightly displeasing to you, Yada Bikrim, make toba from it. We flee from it. We want in every sense to be in every way pleasing to you. Yada Bikrim, from now on, we also have this hope. Make our coming life more pleasing to you. Make our future life more pleasing to you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, have mercy on us, Ya Rabb. So many times we have displeased you. We displeased you knowingly. We did so deliberately. Sometimes we did it openly. Sometimes we did it secretly. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we came now to become pleasing to you. Accept it, Ya Rabb. Send your rahma, Ya Rabb. Send your maghfira, Ya Rabb. Ya Rabb, sometimes some of us, we also feel this loneliness, this sadness, this Emptiness in our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, protect us, Ya Rabb. Never ever let us fill that emptiness again with Ghair Mehram. Never let us look at Ghair Mehram. We don't want to be aware of Mehram. We don't want to have crush on Ghair Mehram. We don't want to be enticed by Ghair Mehram. We don't want to be noticed by them. We don't want to notice them. Ya Rabbi Kareem, have mercy on us. Guide us, Ya Rabb. Protect us, Ya Rabb. Any time and every time we ever feel alone, remind us of you. Send your hidayah on us, Ya Rabb. Turn us towards you, guide us towards you, keep us near you, keep on all our hopes in you. Yet it be we have come to shed the hopes from creation. Now we place all of our hopes in you. We place our tabakkal in you. Yet it be we make special dua for all of the women. Yala, we ask that you send your soft, tender, special mercy on any woman whose heart is hurt. Maybe she's divorcee, maybe she's unmarried, maybe she's widow, maybe she's oppressed, maybe she's abused. Yet 
Bikrim, be her protector when she has one, be her friend if she lacks one, be her guide when she needs one, send the comfort into her heart. The same way, Ya Rabbi Kareem, you console the heart of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by reciting, revealing Surah Al-Duha, Ya Rabbi Kareem, in the same manner, in a similar manner, in some like manner, we are from his Ummah, Ya Rabb, send that consolation on us, send your sukoon on us, send your itminan on our heart, keep us always connected to you, always attached to you, protect us from ever being distracted from you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make special dua for all of the women who are hurt and sad, all who are lonely and needy, let them be fulfilled through deen, let them be fulfilled through haya, let them be fulfilled through ibadah, let them be fulfilled through zikr, raise from amongst these women in stanger, and the women of this country, and the women in the ummah, wherever they are, raise from them again, zakirat mu'minat, raise from them again, salihat mu'minat, raise from them again, those women who have so much haya, that they but raise their hands in dua, and you change the fate of the men, you change the fate of this world, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, forgive us for all the sins that we ever did, forgive us for the mistakes that we did, forgive us for the lapses that we had, make us steadfast on deen, grant us qadr of deen, let us value this deen, Ya Rabbi Kareem, ask you to accept these ten days and nights from us, make us firm and steadfast, make us strong in the beginning, strong throughout, strong ending, keep us strong afterwards, we also have this hope, we also have this dream, that you will make our future better than our past, you will make the days to come better than those gone by, Ya Rabbi Kareem, enable us, and bless us out of your karam and fazl, to make amal saleh to make ibadah, to compensate for our sins, to have zikr, to compensate for our ghafla, to have taqwa, to compensate for our fisk, to have haya, to compensate for our lust, help us Ya Rabb, guide us Ya Rabb, accept it Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb, we make dua for all of their homes and families, soften the hearts of the family members, soften the hearts of the husbands, parents, in-laws, soften the hearts of the children, make each and every one of their homes gardens of deen, fortresses of deen, places of deen, gatherings of deen, and accept our hearts Ya Rabbi Kareem, for all the feelings of deen. Rabbana takammal minna innaka anta samiul alim, wattubu alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim, wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin. Amen.